Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Joining you on a Friday morning. Glad to have you with us here as you're listening. Be honest with you. Normally I say as you're listening, and it, you know, it could be any time. I, I might literally be in the car. Because if you're an early morning listener, I'm headed to, uh, to Birmingham to fly out. To head to College Station, to take, as Mississippi State will take on Texas A&M. So looking forward to that. We are glad you are with us this this morning, wherever you listen to your podcast. at supertalk.fm or wherever you find podcasts. We always appreciate our listeners, especially the servicemen and women out there taking care of us. we got a great show. We want to thank our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. As always, tomorrow might be a day. Are they open at 5 in the morning? They open early. I need. I, I might. Need, I might need that jolt. I might have to break down and have a little coffee. I bet you don't. I, well, I mean, I bet they're not awake, open at five in the morning either. <laughs> so I mean, I'd be I like, don't know. they open like, early. I'm gonna tell you, like, I need you to make me a coffee, and I need you to basically put a, a pound of sugar in there, a full pound. Just <laughs> like don't don't give me a bag. Go get a scoop, like you put ice in a coke, and put sugar into that thing for me. All right. And maybe some of that vanilla flavoring or something. Right? Basically, I want a milkshake with some caffeine <laughs> in it. That's what I want. Can you make a caffeinated milkshake? Well, I mean, you know, they do have caramel macchiato stuff, you know, that like, yeah. lattes. I mean, just just get to go that route. It's milk. I don't like milk. I don't drink milk. But you like ice cream. I do like ice cream. That's, yeah, that's different. But, I mean, a latte's not, it doesn't, it, it is milk-based, but it has flavoring. It's not just like a cup of milk. Come on, man. You're so picky. I mean, I am. I you're you're hard to please. You really are hard to please. I am. Mm. It's, it's, you're it's, high maintenance. I wouldn't go that far. I'm not high maintenance. Because I'm not one of those, like, I can't find a restaurant. I can always find a place to eat. You know, I just don't, I'm just not, you know, I, I like the things that I like. That's a, I understand. I'm 43 years old. I'm a man. All right? I, I, I am a job. I am a taxpayer. I can do what I want. <laughs> Somebody was texting me the other day. I, I mentioned something, and I, he's like, I said something about Popeyes. He's like, oh, now I want Popeyes. I was like, you are a grown man with a job. Go get Popeyes. I mean, wh- wh- what do you need? What do you need me to tell you that for? Just live your life. What are you going to do? All right. <laughs> now, the- now that we have, now that we have uh, explored all that. Yes. Uh, hey, hey, by the way, we had a... Uh, a gentleman, I assume it was a gentleman, that gave us a uh, thank you by the way, a five, five star, star review, and he had some advice for you and I. It oh. was it was not only a five star; it was a five star with some, I guess, self boosting advice here. Here we go. He okay. Says, okay. He says, and thank you, Drew C eighty seven. We appreciate your advice, and we appreciate your five star, Brian and Joel. I listen every day. Okay. And I love your stuff. Well, thank you, Drew. Thanks, Drew. I have been a listener since Bob was around. He doesn't say this, but I bet he thinks I'm better than Bob. Probably so, yeah. Uh, please, 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 bunch of pleases there. Stop giving a statement and then giving yourself a NEG negative, I guess. Mm-hmm. Example, I would tell I would tell Joe Moorhead this, but what do I know, you know, or I'm an idiot, Spill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he says, why, why do we do that, basically? He wants us to be... He says, you guys talk sports for a living and have great insight. He says, he's an accountant, and if I told a client to do something and then followed it up with something like, well, I'd take this strategy, but I'm not good at math, then no one would ever listen to what he had to say. 
So just some advice for you and I. I like that. Love ourselves a little more. I like that. He's boosting us up, man. Going for it. When I say something, it's the Bible truth. Yeah, dang right. All right? You take it to the bank. I like that. Thank you, Drew. I I needed that boost today. And on top of the boost, he did, as I have said already many times, and you can do this too, give us a five-star review. All right. Will we give Mississippi State a five-star review on Monday? That's going to be the uh, question Joel and I have to ask. They head to Texas A&M for, let's rank the final five games. Abilene Christian is... What are we ranking them by? Most important. Okay. Alabama is the least important game, which is crazy to think about, but it is. Ole Miss is number one, right? Yes. Yeah. And then it's Arkansas. Yeah. Here's the thing. If this team is actually really bad, Abilene Christian is a little more important than we think it is. Because if you lose that one, that is the end of everything. But that's not going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, if you lose it, it's the end. But they're not losing that game. Aren't they? No, they aren't. So is this does, so? This is the third most important game of the final five. That's where I would put it. The yes. gap between four and five, you could drive six of me through. It, it is it is so huge. No, Alabama. It, it's hard to believe that the game against the number one team in the nation is by far the least important game on your schedule. Well, it's absolutely a hundred percent the definition of a free shot. Who cares? Right I mean, I, I'm not going to say who cares. I mean, everybody would love to beat Alabama, but if you go out there and you get you know skull drug. Well, that's what everybody thought was going to happen. No, no, no harm, no foul. You know, it's just on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, so it, it, it really doesn't matter in the least. So here's what I look at when I see Texas A&M. I see a team that can't run. They cannot run the football. They're only averaging about 136 yards on the ground. Uh, they average state and the, both of these teams don't average a lot per carry, which is funny because state last year was about six, seven yards a carry, and now they're down to about four and a half, as is uh, Texas A&M. Mon is not much of a threat in the running game. He's only getting about 40 yards a game. The loss of Jay Sean Corbin was big for them, but even he was only averaging 3.9 yards per carry. They just don't have a lot running the football, which is the antithesis of what Jimbo Fisher wants. He wants to run the football. He wants to be a physical offense. And then you look at Mond, and Mond is sort of, for me as a quarterback right now, he's just in a holding pattern. Like I thought last year he had a pretty good year. Was 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 looked like he was going to take a, if he took another step forward this year, he could have been in that tier not that Burrow was in it preseason, but you know, the the top tier was was Tua and Fromm preseason. I thought Mon could have been towards the top of the next tier if he took another step forward. Instead, he, he just really hasn't. He's completing 63% of his passes. He's got a 2 to 1 touchdown to interception. But does he scare you? Mm-mm. Are you are you, I mean, do you do you think Kellen Mon is a quarterback who can go out there and shoulder his team to a win? I mean, I I wouldn't predict it. Right. I, you know, he, he doesn't scare me in the least. Uh, I, I think he's a guy that um, if State can – we talked about it on yesterday's show. If State can get a little pressure on him and things, he's a guy that will make a mistake. I, there isn't anything about Kellen Mond that going into this game you just, you know, up in arms about. He right. Just, right. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a good college quarterback, but that seems to sort of be his ceiling. I don't know that there's a great college quarterback willing to work in there, ready to happen. That's it. State has been defeated by good college quarterbacks or worse no doubt. already. No doubt. Uh, in the, the receiving game, Jamon Osmond is one of the better receivers in the conference. He's already got 42 catches on the year. Courtney Davis has 31. But they're not a big play passing team by any stretch of the imagination. They, they don't do a, a great job stretching the field, although Osmond is averaging 80 yards a game. But they are, you know... They're sort of what Mississippi State was a little bit last year. I think they're they're a ball control team. They want to sort of pick you to death. 
They're going to try to grind out some yards in the running game, but they're not super successful at it. I would think from an from an, uh, a statistical standpoint, this team is probably a little bit of an outlier. You look at their their stats and you think they're probably two and five, but they're four and three, and three of their losses are to you know one's what to Clemson, one is to uh, Auburn, who was ranked in the who's ranked in the top ten, and then who's who's the other loss? Who am I missing? They lost one they shouldn't have. Alabama? No, 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 they didn't. They lost to Alabama. Yeah. So they have three losses to two to the three teams in the top ten. They might be the best four and three team in the country, and they have two more losses probably coming because they play Georgia and Clemson or LSU. They could be a seven and five team and be a top twenty team somehow. Well, their their wins aren't incredibly impressive. They aren't. Though, they, is the thing. Like, yeah. They barely snuck by Arkansas. Um, there were points in the Ole Miss game where you thought they're going to lose that game. Yeah, I bet, no doubt. But, I mean, to me, the A M is right there in that cluster of teams with State and Tennessee and Ole Miss and. That that just anybody you throw out there, any two of those teams could beat any of them. I think A and M is a is a tier above State, Ole Miss, Tennessee. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think I think. So A&M, you're saying if you think if both teams bring their A games this weekend, State's toast. Well, toast is a tough term. Well, they're beat. They're, they would probably lose the game if both teams played their best game. I, th- I think I think A and M is better than State, then they would win. Um, That's probably fair. Yeah, A and M in Missouri, South Carolina. A little ahead of Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. Vanderbilt and Arkansas are the bottom two, even with that win over Missouri. Arkansas is the bottom. They're the worst. And then it just sort of there's a big gap between the good teams in the conference and then the average teams in the conference. And then there's another gap, not as big, between the average teams and the bad teams. The gap between the good teams and the bad teams is gigantic. Enormous. Yeah. It is unbelievably, you know. You look at Ole Miss and you're thinking they put 31 up on, on Alabama. And even so, some of this in garbage time, who cares? They put 31 points up. They lost by 28. That's tough. You know, they, they nearly gave up 60 points for the third straight year to Alabama. And they still have Auburn and LSU to play. You know, Arkansas, at home, lost by 41 to Auburn. You know, State, at home, hmm. loses by you know 23, but a game that... Was it, never... It never well, uh, first half, you had some... But when it got to 36-7... to seven, LSU could have pushed and made it 15 oh, yeah. to 7 or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You know, so it's just, and of course they got blown out by Auburn. So, I mean, there's just there's just a big gap. Georgia is the interesting team. It's, we're sort of getting a little off topic, but Georgia is the interesting team in that they are both capable of beating anyone and losing to anyone. You know, they could lose, you know, they, they, Kentucky played hard with them for three quarters. They could lose to Missouri. They lost to South Carolina. While we're off track a little bit, do you like Florida more than Georgia? Do you think like for do you next think, week? Well, in the game, I get. I mean, I guess you're picking the game here. But do you, right now, today, do you think Florida is a better team than Georgia? No, I think Georgia's more talented, and I don't trust Dan Mullen to win a big game. Fair. So, I mean, as simple as that. Um, anyway, we got way off. We got way off. There. That's fine. So, with A and M offensively, you know, I look at them, and to me, it's for Mississippi State. Your game plan sort of means to be similar to what it was a week ago. You do, but you should have more success. A and M has not been great. Uh, you know, in protection, uh, they they are not a a great offensive line team. Uh, they've allowed 19 sacks on the season. State needs to bring the pressure and and somehow force Kellen Mond into early decisions, into bad decisions. I don't, you know, I think they they can slow down this running game, which has been a struggle for them. But they've they've been better the past few weeks. They just look like they've the numbers. It's one of those things where like the, I don't know if the numbers bear it out, but I feel like they've played better. Yeah, is that you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like the eye the test. Eye, the eye test. Which, you, as you know, I am a huge fan of. 
My 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 most my most recent eye test is panning out great right now because I said I thought the Nationals would win the World Series because I was like they're just a team of destiny they 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 have that something about them I don't care what the analytics say most of the time I'm an I I'm not a super analytics guy but I understand that math is usually undefeated yeah but there are sometimes when things just go a different way and there's no explaining it you know and that that could be one of those this could be one of those things I'm talking about where state is you know, they, they lost to Tennessee. They lost to LSU, but I feel like defensively they played better than they did against Auburn, against Kansas State, and really against Louisiana Lafayette. So, for MSU, it's to me, it's it's about making Kellen Mond beat you, and then making it where he can't beat you. I think State can do that. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I, I think they can. Um, to me, though, the the bottom line of this game is just that I have zero faith whatsoever that Mississippi State can go on the road and play well. That's, that's fair. Period. That's and fair. I, I know that's a general statement, but it just seems like the norm now that if State's not at home, they have basically no chance to come out and look prepared and ready to play. Yeah. Now, can, could this be the week? Yeah, sure. And and by all means, I know everybody listening hopes that it is. But I just, I'm going to have to see it. To believe it and it, it's it's why is you know spoiler alert later in this program as we throw, offer up our predictions i can't predict a state win here yeah i just can't I, and i you know i hope for everybody's sake i'm wrong but yeah i just till state goes on the road and shows they can play on the road against a a pretty you know quality opponent it's just tough to predict that they'll play well yeah you look at scores by quarter state is plus uh two combined in the second and fourth quarter. But they're minus 27 in the first and third. We talk about getting off to a quick start. Now, part of that is sort of skewed because they were down 21 in the first quarter to Auburn. And then, I mean, what, were they down three to LSU? It was, was it, it was, I think it was tie. It was nothing-nothing at the end of the first quarter in, in Tennessee, I believe. Um, you know, so that that's sort of skewing it a little bit. But State has to find a way to get off to a quick start offensively in this in this football game. They need They need – points in the first quarter just to settle everything down and to help take the crowd out of everything. If State could somehow I, – I, I, this, this is sort of an odd statement, and I don't mean it against Alabama, but in these other four games, I honestly believe if State could get on its first drive, hit a big play or two, and score, they'll win the game they'll, because everything will just settle down. But State sort of has like a Murphy's Law thing going for it right now where when something goes wrong, everything – well, I know that's not how Murphy's Law is, but it's, one of those, it's, just, it's just a domino effect sometimes. Does it seem like that to you? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like everything just starts to snowball on them early in early in road games in particular. Like it it does. It's like one bad thing happens and then they're done. Look at look at the LSU game. They score to make it nine to seven. Yep. They get a penalty on the kickoff return. Yep. The next play is a touchdown. The snowball started rolling. They they get the ball back. They throw an interception and then they score. They give up another touchdown. And the next thing you know, it's twenty two to seven. It was nine seven. Like it's like five minutes left in the first half. It was nine seven. F- the difference between nine to seven and twenty two to seven was, I think, like six minutes of real time, not the game time, yeah. real time. I mean, that's how quickly it got away. from I mean, you, you went from oh my gosh, they might hang into the fourth quarter and chance at upset, to, to no chance. To now it's over. Yep. Yeah, once it got well, twenty two seven, the game it was, was over. over. Yeah, it was over because State, State wasn't going to score four more times. Mm-mm. And then that's yeah, just yeah, it's just that's just a tough pill to swallow sometimes. Um, for Schrader, is it any different for him? He's played on the road. Is it any different for him starting on the road? I don't think so. I mean, you know, all intents and purposes. I know he didn't start that Auburn game, 
but he played the whole game basically. Uh, I I don't think it's any any different. And Joe Moorhead has said this, and we've seen it with our own two eyes. I don't think anything really gets to that kid. Okay. I mean, he's just a. I mean, dude comes up there the other night in the media room with his blue jeans on and this uh, like knife case hanging off the side of his belt. Do you know? Like, I mean, he's just such a laid back country boy. Yeah. I'm on the road, huh? Let's all right. Let's play football. I I don't think it. If he if he does come out and 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 he doesn't perform, I don't think it's going to be because he's on the road. You know, he may just have a bad game or something. But I I don't think that Garrett Schrader does not strike me at all as the normal freshman that you would say might get rattled in an environment or something, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, he, he may go out and not play as well, but then again, I, it wouldn't surprise me either if he went out there and, and kept stating the ball game. I mean, he, he seems like a level-headed, never gets really excited and never gets really down kind of dude. So I, I think he will – I think he'll be okay. Uh, now, will the offensive line – Make way for Kylan Hill to do a little damage to those. Those are the questions I'm not 100 percent sure about, but I think Schrader will do fine. Is this a a sort of a make or break game for Kylan Hill? Does he need to finally have that bounce back game? He's had three bad ones in a row. I mean, I think for State to win the game, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they can't. If you told me right now that Kylan Hill comes out of this game with less than 50 yards rushing, I think State loses. State loses. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So I mean, I I think he's gonna have have to. You know, I'm not saying he's got to go out and rush for 200 again, but he's going to have to be more productive than he's been the last month mm-hmm. um, to, to give State a chance here. And if he is, which he could be, because he, I, I, we all know he's got the talent to do that any given Saturday with a little bit of offensive line help and everything else. Um, look, if he comes out and does what he can do, State could control this game, I think. Uh, I don't know. He, he's kind of a little bit – one of the key factors into any game that State plays. I feel like if Kylan Hill comes out and does Kylan Hill things like he did the first three weeks, State could could control not every game because I mean, the Bamas and things of the world, you're not winning those games. But these games like this, yeah, he he, he could be the difference for sure. Looking at the uh, the receiving stats, our, our challenge to Joe Moorhead to get a 500-yard receiver. Uh, it's going to be closer than he probably would have originally thought. Mitchell is it? 335 yards. He's averaging 48 yards a game with, what's, what do we say, five games remaining? Mm-hmm. So that's that would put him over. That'd Six him, if they get to a bowl. But. Right, right. So I think he's going to get there, but he's got to average. And that's the thing. <clears throat> averaging 48 yards a game is not much. It, it shouldn't be more than two catches, maybe three. And most of his yards, he's kind of, he's a little bit like Kylan, and a lot of his yards was in like the first three games, I think. Yeah, and he's also not a guy that gets a lot of yards after the catch. He makes he catches the deep ball, but he's not running much after that. You know, he's not the guy that State's looking for uh, on crossing routes, trying to get him. That's that's what they try to do with Gidry and Thomas more than anything else. So, I think I think he's going to get there. And Gidry, by the way, just for record, is sitting at two eleven at thirty five yards a game. I mean, he would get what seventy one forty two ten. He would finish at four hundred and twenty yards around that. So something like that. So it's only going to be one. Morehead said he thought there'd be multiple. That's not probably that seems very unlikely to happen, but it does at least look like they're going to get one, and that's a good thing. Yeah, and you have to throw in there too with his. I mean, you got Abilene Christian coming up, and Arkansas is not great. I mean, you could have some big games there from somebody. The other way to look at that, though, especially with Abilene Christian, is how much is Osiris Mitchell going to play in that game? That's true too. But that said, he could get a fifty-yard touchdown in the first half and just call it a day, and, and still be on that pace. Um, 
Is it is the passing game important this weekend, or is it more about the running game? Uh, I feel like that it's more important to get Kylan Hill in the, in the running game up and going. Mm-hmm. But this, I don't think this is a game where you can just run the football. Right. I don't mean to be general there, but I, I just I, I do think that getting the ground game going, and maybe it's just my history and, and my lifetime of watching Mississippi State football, but it's just hard for me to remember a time when Mississippi State was successful without having running success. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. And, and so that, that just, senior year was really the only year State won a lot of ball games with a predominantly throwing offense. Maybe Tyler Russell's senior, but even then, Ladarius Perkins rushed for a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, right. So yeah, I always lean towards you got to get the running game going. Yeah, it feels old school, you know, in this day and age of college football, but I don't think you're wrong. All right, let's talk about our playmakers and our predictions, which are brought to you by our good friends over at College Corner. Check out either one of their two locations, in, one in Ridgeland over by Fleet Feet or in uh, Flowood by the Half Shell, uh, and you'll get the best and widest selection of MSU merchandise, not just shirts and hoodies and caps and things like that, but all of your tailgating needs or home gating needs, whatever you want to do, whatever you're planning to do. Got a few more weeks before you'll be back in Starkville for a home game, so plenty of time to shop. And, of course, you can shop online as well at collegecornerstore.com. And when you enter the promo code THUNDER in the coupon tab or when you mention the Thunder and Lightning podcast, uh, when you make the purchase in person, they'll give you 15% off your order. So do that now. Do it for the holidays and get ready ready to look good in maroon when you go to College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Playmaker for offense, who do you have? I'm going to have five of them. Okay, I see where you're going. The offensive front. Okay. I, I just I just have not been impressed at all in the last couple games. State's going to win this game. Daryl Williams and the boys got to show up. They got to control the line. And, and I know that's – I think you said yesterday, you can say that in a lot of football games, but they are going to have to do better than they've done the last couple outings for State to win this game. And so, Yeah. Uh, it's going to be whoever the five guys are up front. I know State, you know, rotates in and out sometimes and things, but that offensive line's got to show up. And if they do, that opens up everything else. Kylan can have a big day running the ball. Uh, maybe Garrett can get going. You know, protect him. That sort of thing. I, I know that that's football one hundred and one. Went on the line of scrimmage, but I, up front's just huge in this game to have a chance. I think I mentioned my guy. I'm going to say it's Osiris Mitchell. Now, that may seem a little odd, but Joe has been sort of hitting on this idea that, you know, with the running game being down a little bit, they have to find some big plays in the passing game. I think they might try to force the passing game a little bit this weekend and try to find those big plays early. And and, and Mitchell's a guy who can win one-on-one matchups. Uh, You know, I think if State gets across midfield, they might take some shots into the end zone. Schrader, I think he can put the ball there. You know, you need to put Schrader in position because his deep ball is not great. Put it in the position where, look, how far can he throw it? All right, that's how far we're going to run this route here. We're going to we're going up top from the fifty. That's probably about what we're going to get. You know, don't put him in a position where he's throwing, trying to throw to the to the twenty, and he throws to the ten. You know, put him where he can throw it into the end zone. Um, and, and Mitchell is going to be the beneficiary of that. You know, he's been like you said, it's been a while since he's had a big game. He needs to go out and have one this week. And remember, a season ago, he and Gidry had huge games against them. Now I know that their secondary is better this year, but you know the opportunity I think is still there. For Mississippi State to have some big plays in the passing game. Defensively, we, we talked about it yesterday. It's all about getting pressure. And that's where Chauncey Rivers is going to come in. He had a good game last week. State has not gotten a ton of sacks this year. They, I think they had the most sacks of the season against uh, LSU. 
Need to get a few more this week. I think Chauncey Rivers can win some one-on-one matchups and, and put some pressure on Kellen Mond. Uh, I look for him to lead the defense this weekend. How about, you know, they, those guys get a little pressure. I think that the secondary has a chance then with pressure to take advantage of mistakes. I think that most teams would probably prefer not to test uh, Cam Dantzler too much or something, so I'll go with somebody else in the in the secondary. Mm-hmm. C.J. Morgan looked good at times last week. Oh, that you're really going I'm going off here. the beaten okay. path here. I mean, maybe last week with, with a few plays that he made, get, build a little confidence and stuff. I'm going to go off the beaten path. Let's say C.J. Morgan has a big day at College Station. That would that? be a that would be a surprise. I won't I won't even lie to you. Uh, who's your X factor? He's just been beat up so much, and he yes. he looked good at times last week. Yeah. I, I know there were times maybe not, but there's he, some talk by the way that Marcus Murphy may play in this game. We'll I don't see. know if you've heard about that because I've heard it. He was hurt. Was he hurt against uh, Tennessee? He didn't play against Tennessee. Is that right? I have to find that. I like to go back and see. Got to find that uh, that participation chart. But if he plays, that would be that would be interesting, you know, because you know he they owe him a game. So let me see here, Marcus Murphy. It's a good thing we have this this device. Yeah, it's he tech- played against no no he played against Kentucky and against Tennessee. So well, I don't know then. I don't know where that's coming from. I have heard that. I've heard it though. Yeah, he, that he. I, I have not heard that from anyone in any official capacity though. So is it possible that he just dressed and didn't play? I mean, he doesn't have any stats. I don't know. I don't know. Guess we'll see Saturday. We will. Uh, so, who's your X factor? Uh, I think I'll go Dedrick Thomas. Okay. He's. We always spend a lot of time talking about Osiris and even Gidry and things, and mm-hmm. I just feel like Dedrick's pretty consistent. He is. And uh, you know, it, if Kylan kind of is just kind of average in this game, and I feel like Dedrick's a dude that, that State can turn to to kind of. Try and get a little something going. So I'll go with Dedrick. I, he's a guy that I really like, and he kind of flies under the radar a little bit sometimes. So um, a, a veteran on the road, why not? Let's All go right. Dedrick Thomas. I'm going to go to offense as well. State's got to get some points this week. Um, and, but I don't feel like Kylan Hill can be that guy. So maybe I need to stay in the passing game. Fraud Green has played well this year. Yeah, he only has 10 catches on the season. I mean, that's more than he had last year. But he, he just seems to have come up with a, a catch or two in every game that's, that's, that's meant something. Uh, and he's doing a good job at yards after the catch. I think he's been good in the block. He's played well this year. And I'm not just saying that because he's my good, close, personal friend. Uh, so I'm uh, Farad Green, you know, could go out and – if you remember last trip to, uh, to College Station, Jordan Thomas had a pretty big game up there. Mm-hmm. And Farad Green, he had a big catch in that game. So we'll see if he can do it again. What's your prediction? Like I said earlier – I really kind of hope I'm wrong because, quite frankly, the the atmosphere in that football bill and everything else, like for our job purposes, it would really help to get some good vibes going up there right yeah. now. So I really hope I'm wrong with this. But but until State goes on the road and proves to me they can show up on the road and play well on the road against a, a pretty good opponent, mm-hmm. I just I can't predict it. Okay. Um, State, of course, we know their offensive – limitations uh i don't anticipate they'll go up there and light up the scoreboard um but i think the defense will you know at least perform average to to well and continue to do okay so i do think it's going to be really close and i think state's going to have a chance to win the game mm-hmm. um but i think i'm going to predict a&m 21 17 yeah, i'm with you it's gonna be a low scoring game 
I would definitely take the under if you're in the betting mood. Uh, but that said, I will take the, the Texas A&M Aggies to get the win here. And they grind it out affair. I'm going to say 17-13 is the final score of this one. Texas A&M gets the win. We'll see what happens. All right. Tomorrow's, or, I'm sorry, Monday's show. We'll be back with, on Monday. Uh, things that are true. What's causing all that. And we'll find out who is allowed to enjoy some coffee and who is, is not going to get any because they didn't do what they had to do. They weren't closers. <laughs> Coffee's for closers, yeah, Joel, as you know yeah. that. Guys, have a great weekend. If you're traveling to Texas A&M, please be safe. And uh, if you see me out and about, come say hello. Or well, howdy. That'd be, that's right, yeah. Be better, yeah I want to get some howdies out of y'all, if, that may, if you make that happen. So have a great weekend, guys. Talk to you again on Monday morning. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>